I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. Actually, I guess I should say welcome to a very special episode of We Have Notes. A footnote. I did one of these when it was uh, when Ben forgot back together. But here's it's a little mini up that I did promise. I'm sorry it's a little later than I expected. I had to get my voice back because I was basically on tour with Harry Styles. I mean, not with him, but, you know, living that like penny lane life of my dreams the past week. And I really did lose my voice. And it was like, actually, like I, I couldn't even record. It wasn't like a sexy version. It was not good. But um, maybe only the Coven of Psychos wants to listen to this episode. Maybe some of you regular listeners care about <laughs> what this perfect week was. So I thought I'd do a little recap. Um, it was magical. It was magical, you guys. I <laughs> The come down is very real. Um, it's like a drug and coming off of it is like coming off of a drug. Um, so let's see. It began on my birthday, on Halloween, in New York City. Had a glorious day. It was like the most perfect fall day in New York. It was like a perfect day. Long brunch with my friends. Um, then obviously it was Harry Ween night two. Night one is where he dressed as Dorothy with Toto in a basket. Like the whole band was the Wizard of Oz. I, I can't. It's too much. So I was like, what is going to happen? Um, I went as a 70s Stevie Nicks crochet hat, feather earrings, flowy dress, um, boots by my friend Charlotte Stone that I wore for every show. There are these amazing wood platform boots. Um, I had them in this like kind of paisley pattern, but they I now need them in every solid color. I highly recommend checking out Charlotte's Stone Shoes. They're like give you great height, but they're so comfortable, like for standing and dancing for hours. Um, and we used to we used to work together in L.A. M- a million years ago and we would sit around and drink cheap wine and smoke cigarettes and talk about how she was going to have her own shoe line one day. Um, I also think Harry himself would love these shoes, but and someday I will show them to him. It will happen. But my um, BFF Gwen, I was staying at her house. She was going to the show, too, with me. She's um, been on this podcast. You can listen to us talking about Brad Pitt. In an earlier episode, um, she's a beauty editor, but she is also, like, a phenomenal makeup artist. She did my makeup. I felt so pretty. I got a blowout. My hair was, like, down to my ass. It was, I mean, I really was living, like, this gypsy penny lane like for there's a reason almost famous is like my favorite movie or at least like in my top three and that I've seen it like 400 times um it I felt great we hopped on the subway we went to the garden I mean the girlies showed out for Harry Ween feathers costumes signs the the zombies dressed with the eat people with kindness sign like that is so simple and perfect I can't talk about it I mean, also perfect was like punch me in the face rings on sign. But that's a different vibe, but I'm into it. Um, but like they do the everyone dresses up hardcore for like regular shows. So like the fact that it was actually Halloween and it's the Harry Ween show. Um, it was almost too much to handle. But the opening acts were different for this show, too. And the stage was a little different. 
Um, it was Orville Peck and Madison Cunningham, both of whom are awesome. I did not, I only knew like a couple Orville Peck songs, but he's phenomenal. Um, his voice is so interesting and he's so cool. And Madison Cunningham is like sad girl singer songwriter vibes of my dreams. I already really loved her and loved her even more. Love that so many more people got exposed to her music. Um, and then it, and then it came time for like, it's almost time for Harry to come on. And it's like, what is he going to wear? What is he going to wear? I had to go nervous pee like twice. I like went to go to the bathroom before he was going to start and then grab another drink because tequila was necessary. And then I had to like nervous pee again on my way back in. Like what is going on? It's, I don't know. But, um, so then it's like, you know, before a concert starts and it's, feels like they're about to come on they're about to come on but like the music cues were really feeling like this and I was filming a video and I'm like talking to Gwen and I'm like this motherfucker is edging us right now god damn it everyone in this place is on edge and it was it was like you could feel like the palpable tension because it's also like what's he going to be wearing like what's he dressed as and so then comes out He's like a pero clown, like a Gucci pero clown. I can't. So now I apparently have a that kind of kink, I guess. I, I mean, everyone looked amazing. He's in like these ruffles. He's got like fucking pearls on his face. <sighs> it was it was great. So anyway, the show is incredible. It's it's so energetic. The it, it's so much fun. But I, I said on the podcast and I said in my newsletter that there was one thing I wanted aside from these Chloe boots for my birthday. And that was to hear medicine live on Harry Ween. because we knew there was a chance like the set list is going to be a little different. Like he did over the rainbow the night before in the Dorothy costume. And so I was like, there's a chance. And if you read my newsletter, I talked about this a little bit, but for those of you who aren't like aware, medicine is a song that didn't make it on the first album. It's not on any album. He's never released a studio recording of it. He performed it during his first solo tour. It is a hot, hot song. It fucking rocks and it's sexy and he knows it. And it's like, you know, I had a few got drunk on you and now I'm wasted. And when I sleep, I'm going to dream of how you tasted. And then the whole audience sings it or it's like, um, I figured out I kind of liked it. And when I sleep, I'm going to dream of how you write it. Like, it's a hot song. So he goes off for like kind of right before like the encore set of songs. And it com- he comes back on and he's got this devilish fucking grin on his face. And the opening notes of Medicine start. And he knew, he knew, he knew what he was doing. And because he's an angel and a witch and a sex demon all wrapped up in one. And like the place, like I lost my mind screaming. Everyone is screaming. I, it, for, I did a TikTok. Not that night. I did it later. But I, I had videoed myself like losing it because medicine, medicine starts playing. Um, it's on the We Have Notes TikTok. Um, the place I thought the roof was going to come off the building. It's incredible. Um, You can look it up on, there's YouTube clips. I would also, I think I recommended to you guys looking up the version of this from St. Paul from the first tour. But like basically hasn't played this live in three years. You cannot like pull it up on Spotify. Like you have to find little, you know, bootleggy like recordings of live shows. And 
the floor was moving. Like the building was moving. It was wild. It was the coolest energy. And then he goes straight from medicine and it's like, that motherfucker did a cover of Toxic. I mean, okay. So then this is happening. I mean, it's like an out of body experience, but I've also never been more present. Like it's like you're just in the moment for the show. And this is why I love great concerts. So then he, you know, his final song is Kiwi, which is on the first album, also a very sexy song. And so he stops and starts it like three or four times. And then that fucking sex demon goes, that's called edging. And I was like, nah, he, I knew he knew, but then admitting that he knew what he was doing. And Quinn's like, you fucking called it. And also a bunch of 15 year olds probably just looked up edging and like, good. I mean, it's great. Just enjoy. Um, so yeah, that was, it was, it was crazy. Also the, the crowd interactions are always great. The tucked in golf dad was there, which it's so funny that everyone understood the reference. He had done another sh- uh, one of the other MSG shows. There were like he's like I spot that he can spot the dads everywhere, and he's like, I know you're the dads because you're all wearing golf shirts at a concert. And he's like, Are you tucked in? Are you tucked in? Are you tucked in? They were all tucked in. It was a very funny moment. One of the tucked in dads was back. He also had this whole interaction with this couple who was like broken up but came to the show together. And they were like, we came for you. And he's like, I think this was for you and had a great interaction, whatever. It was amazing. The next morning I go to the airport. There are just girls in merch everywhere. And I'm like, did you have the most amazing time? And we were all chatting. I don't talk to people at the airport like ever. I mean, this is the kind of thing. It's like people are shouting out like, you're so beautiful. Like in the bathroom, people are making friends. I made friends with a seatmate who then told me about her friend, Nikki Marie, who's been going to shows and photographing the shows. And she's so amazing. I um, mentioned her in the newsletter and, um, and on Twitter, uh, you should check her out. Her stuff is so great, but this is like the vibes at a Harry show. So anyway, I'm at the airport and then I was like, have I passed on? Have I expired? Is this like the sixth sense where I can only see other people who also have died because they were at the show last night? Like, (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. And even like the parking shuttle to my car at Indianapolis, there's like four um, people like in their merch were all talking about the show. It was amazing. It's really like, it's so great. So then I'm home for two days, then get in the car um, with my best friend, Allison, and drive to Milwaukee, which is like four hours from Indy. And best day, so great. Um, the show. So this was more back to like normal opening act, which Jenny Lewis, the great Jenny Lewis, um, who I've loved forever. I mean, obviously she's like, she's Gen X. She's our people. She's true Beverly Hills, but also like a cool fucking rock star. I love her solo work. I love Rilo Kylie. I was super excited. It was like Gen X fucking represent. She was incredible. Um, it was at the, the arena where the Milwaukee Bucks play. Giannis was there. He tweeted about it because he's the fucking most lovable NBA star. Um, and there was also a clip of him dancing to best song ever. He's so great. But the show was back on the round. So the stage is on the round. Um, Allison's cousin Kayla met us in D.C. She ended up wearing like a fucking matching outfit to Harry. I was like, what kind of cosmic connection do you have? 
the show was amazing. Like, uh, again, our seats were incredible. This show, you may have seen this moment, went really viral. Um, it was so beautiful. This girl was in the pit, and she had a sign that said, like, my mom's in Section 201. And we couldn't see the bottom of the sign at first, but what it said is, will you help me come out? And we didn't know this. So he's leaning down talking to her, and then he's like, his, her mom is like all the way around on the other side, way up high in the 200 section. So he like runs around the other side of the stage. And every time he runs around, he's going like, doo, 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 like singing because he's adorable. And then finds the mom way up high. He's like, can we bring the house lights down? Da, 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 finds her. And he's like, OK, great. I've got you. Goes back to talk to the girl, McKinley. And he's like, do you want me to tell her or do you want to tell her? And he's like holding the mic down and you can hear him saying like, yeah, no, I know it's a lot of people. <laughs> like, did you not think this through? And he's like, no, but do you want to tell her? Or do you want me to tell her? And he's like, okay, I can tell her. And then he runs back around, does a little do 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 like, and and then he's just like, Lisa, she's gay, and the entire place exploded in cheers. We were all crying. Like, I think everyone in there was crying. It was so beautiful. Lisa, the mom, is crying. She's like sending kisses. It was actually super incredible and a beautiful moment to be a part of and then he's like uh wouldn't it be nice if you guys were like closer together right now it was funny it was sweet he found a guy uh harry loves like corny jokes and anyone who's like gone deep into one direction times knows this um but someone had a sign so he ran it and it was like how does the moon like trim his hair he clips it, <laughs> which is just like, he's like, it's a stinker. Um, it was so much fun. You like walk out and again, feathers everywhere. Kayla had a feather stuck in her boot. We, you're just like on a high. Like, I guess like that's the thing about like just generally the vibes at a Harry show. And I think you would feel this way even if you weren't a Coven of Psychos member. Um. The energy, the like community, um, is it is is out of this world. I've been to a lot of shows. Beyonce shows are really incredible, like that too. Like it's, but this is almost next level. Um, like Taylor shows are amazing. Uh, everything's amazing, but this is like the closest thing I can compare it to is when I used to run around after the Grateful Dead as much as I possibly could as a teenager in the summer times, and. Like, that's where my dreams of I, I really do. There is a part of me that really wishes I had, like, lived this gypsy life. Like, I really did want to be a Band-Aid. Like, I really did want to be Penny Lane. And, like, even when I was 17, 18, I was like, what if I could just give it all up and, like, go on tour with the dead? Like, what if I really went on tour? You know, but I had this type A, like you get straight A's and you're going to Duke and you're going to go and then you're going to move to New York and you're going to get a job. And, the, you know, like that part of my brain always won out. And the thing about going to dead shows was like, there, there always was like, we're here. Like pretty much everybody here is, is on the same wavelength and vibe. And we're here to dance and dance freely and like not give a fuck and like just be in it and like be in the moment and be in the music and be of the people. And knowing that you are around a lot of like like-minded people of whatever age, 
And, you know, because obviously I was like a newbie deadhead to like anyone who had been there since the beginning. And I'm like this teenager in the 90s. But it it really I mean, like it's always been inside my soul that I like wanted to do that. And so to like even live that for like a minute last week was so incredible. And that's what it's like at like a Harry Styles show. And that's the energy. And it felt like that way that I used to feel when I went to dead shows. And like, even I remember that last summer of 95 and um, my friends and I, we were, you know, we'd do like kind of Midwest tour for sure. And we were in Chicago for the last couple nights at Soldier Field and like the band opened and um, it was the last night of summer tour. So they double encored and it was just like, so incredible and then it turned out it was the last show ever because Jerry died that summer and and I remember like I was waiting tables at this restaurant and my my best friend Amanda like called the restaurant again we didn't have cell phones or texting or anything obviously and 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 we went to like a vigil and and whatever and it was like this because this this sacred space had been like broken and like whenever I listen to the dead, like I am back there somehow. And like, that's the transformative part of music and not to be like so fucking hippy dippy about it. But like, that's, that's part of what like being in a fandom is. And like, if you feel that space and whatever that is for you, for me, it's like, I love going to Harry Styles shows and, and I love going to any shows, but, um, you know, that's why people are still going to dead and co. And that's why, people follow artists around and and so many of the young women that I met are like yeah and then I'm going to this show and then I'm going to this show and I'm like okay so also I will put out because I I feel like we manifested medicine like we made it happen like my birthday wish which I also think my mother might have like been involved in from above my sister was like what are you gonna do if they come out dressed as Fleetwood Mac and he's Stevie and I was like I will fucking die like I will die it might be too much for me to handle luckily clowns was a little better um, yeah, I think, I mean, if anyone has a lead on some LA tickets, like, I mean, obviously there's stuff up and all of that, but, um, and then he added this, this show on Long Island the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So I'm looking at that one too. Cause again, Penny Lane dreams, Band-Aid dreams. But as I said, I would never use all the steak and never eat all the steak. Um, I will say the the first part of that line is they don't use birth control and they eat all the steak of the new girls. So I'd never um, be that girl. But I, I will say, like, this is TMI for some, but I'm not, I don't care. If you listen to this show, you know I'm always TMI. In Milwaukee, started my period five days early. I'm regular as clockwork. And I think it's because of that man. Or maybe all the young hormones in the building. I don't know. But another friend was like, I've heard of that happening before people have tweeted about it. Like someone was just like, I think my eggs just wanted to be closer to him. And it's like, that's not exactly when the eggs, but you know, we'll get the science of it's a little whatever, but the sentiment I understand. And I'm like, maybe my body was just like, yeah, we still got it. We still got it in case, you know, he wanted to have children. Um, I mean, I'm kidding, but like kind of, you know, it's a bit, but it's not a bit. Um, but yeah, that was my time on the road with Harry. I, of course, then had to follow that up and kind of stay on my high by going to see Eternals, which I will talk about in just a minute. I'll be right back with that. And like no major plot spoilers outside of the 
the post-credit sequence, which we've already talked about. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back to talk about Eternals, the latest Marvel movie. Came out to mixed reviews. As I've said before, I'm like a mild Marvel fan. Like, I see some stuff. I don't see some stuff. I generally really like what I see and am very entertained. Um, Eternals is Chloe Zhao directed it, um, who won the Oscar for Nomadland, which is a movie I really loved last year. Um, and as was like very reported and, and, and Tyler McCall, who's been on this podcast also, she was tweeting yesterday, like, I'm glad I knew about the post credit sequence because I would have gone feral had I not known. And I, I would have too. Um, and I did really want to see this movie anyway, but I de- don't know if I would have gone opening weekend if I didn't know that like Harry was appearing in the, in one of the post credit sequences. Um, so let's talk about that. Then we'll talk about the movie a little bit. But again, no spoilers for like big plot spoilers for the movie itself. But he looks perfect, obviously. He's funny. He has a sidekick named Pip. Um, He's very charming and funny, which is like the Eros, like Star Fox character. I I talked about it in an earlier pod. It's like he can like basically make people feel things and like including like attraction and like erogenous things, whatever. he is that fucking dimple is showing there was a vulture story i saw that was like what's up with harry styles accent and internals and um he there's nothing up with it he just sounds like himself like i think this person thought that he was like trying to do something with an accent but i'm like that's just what harry sounds like when he talks um and believe me i think we all know that i've watched enough clips that i know of this man's life that I know what he sounds like when he talks. And like in the piece, the writer says that one of her friends says that is like, that's just how he talks. But I'm like, yeah, that story is bullshit. So if you hear people talk like he, no, he just sounds like Harry. Um, how will I handle a whole star Fox movie or one, a movie where he plays a bigger part? Cause he is an eternal, like I, I, I don't know. Um, my, like my, I knew it was coming right. The credits are running. I know it's coming. My heart was racing. My chest was tight. And that was just from like a, maybe 30 seconds. Um, but like Chloe Zhao now has like given interviews and said like it's she really had had her eyes on him since he was in Dunkirk because she just keeps an eye on whoever Christopher Nolan's casting. And that also like he embodies like the elements of the character, which is kind of what we, we all were thinking. Like he basically like is Eros. Like he can like control people's emotions with just being himself. Um, there was also an interview that I saw with this woman, um, Lauren Ridloff, who is also one of the Eternals and she is deaf and her character is deaf as well. And she um, she was also on Walking Dead. I don't remember, but she's Makari in, in Eternals. And she said, like, basically there's a scene that she's in the, the post credit sequence, but there's a part that's, like, not in the movie. And it was, like, they were filming, and it was, like, a longer thing, and she has her eyes closed in it. So, you know, she obviously can't hear when, like, they yell cut. And there had been different – she was talking about different ways that they, like, signal to her that, like, they're done – 
you know, they're cut with the scene. And she said like Harry just like picked up on it and was like, hey, I can just like tap you when they yell cut so you know that you don't have to sit there with your eyes closed forever, whatever. She was just like, it was a very like natural like understanding of like her way of moving in the world and whatever he's again an angel and a devil um my savior and my killer so it it, yeah i mean it's it's great i'm very much looking forward to seeing what they do with with star fox um because the eternal story is like really interesting i will say like the movie i did not have high like any expectations of this movie i know that some people felt it was disappointing i will say it was kind of disjointed at times, but again, I did not have a ton of expectations and I was absolutely entertained. Um, and I did not really know the story behind like the Eternals and how they came to be and why they came to be and what their role is and in on Earth and in the heavens and the stars. So I mean it's beautiful movie stars and giant set pieces and that that can be enough for me. Um I do wish I knew a little bit more about that story and the backstory and like the characters' backstories. And maybe that's going to come in like subsequent films. Um, because I'm really intrigued by like the concept of the Eternals. Um, also, I could look at Gemma Chan's perfect face forever. She's so beautiful. I love her so much. I'm like excited for, I mean, she's, I, she's a great actress too. I'm just like super into her and she seems like a really great person as well. Um, but I will say big ups to Eternals for reminding me how very much my loins once burned for Rob Stark. Um, Richard Madden, that's his real name. I mean, as I said to my friend Carrie, it's like, I knew, I still knew, but I didn't know. And now the, the North fucking remembers. Oh my God. He, I forgot how sexy he is. Jeez. Um, so he plays Icarus. Gemma Chan plays Cersei. Um, it's Icarus spelled I-K-A-R-I-S. It's like all the little names. It's like Athena, Athena. You know, there's like little takes on on characters, you know, from like mythology and, and all of that. But so he and um, Cersei, Gemma Chan's character, have like a, a thousands of years history. But then in like current times, she's dating kit harrington so there's like a very meta like rob stark john snow moment which was funny if you're a thrones person um but the angsty the angst is there for icarus and cersei and you know i love angst and raging sexual tension so am i gonna start reading icarus and cersei fanfic not gonna take it off the table not gonna take it off the table I will also say I saw it in IMAX because, of course, I did. <laughs> like, when's the last time I saw an IMAX movie? Um, but seeing the new Matrix trailer in IMAX was pretty fucking dope. Like, I'm pumped for that movie. I was excited about it, but I like now I need to like go back and rewatch all the Matrixes. Like, I'm I like need to be back into that whole mythology. And then also, there's this new Disney film Encanto that I'm like, oh my god, this looks amazing it looks magical and not just because it's like actually about magic but we know I like magic anyway so anyway it looks amazing go see Eternals I mean I don't know like I again like I know it got mixed reviews but 
I liked it. I was like entertained. Again, I mean, it has like flaws as a film, but in terms of I was just like, I'm going to see this big budget movie and be entertained by it. And then Harry Styles is going to show up for 30 seconds. But I like genuinely enjoyed the movie well enough. Again, if you are a person who's like a deep Marvel person and has all this history and connection to it, I totally get. And then again, it does feel a bit disjointed at times. I think there was like some flow issues because they were trying to pack a lot of story in to this like one movie. But I don't know. It was fine for me. So that concludes the Harry Diaries for now. As we know, he always pops up. Um, I will be back on, I'm going to try to record on Friday because, uh, let's just bookend this week with Harry and Taylor, Taylor, because as I said, um, so red Taylor's version comes out on Friday, the 12th, the depressive state that I have had to enter in coming down from a week of Harry has put me in a perfect place perfect sad girl place for red taylor's version and a 10 minute all too well and all these new songs so i thought i would do a little mini reaction pod to red taylor's version that i'll try to get out on friday and then next week we'll be back with like a great guest i have a very exciting guest coming um that i can't wait to talk to she's an old friend and a great friend and such a smart funny person so until then i also put um a bunch of like concert clips shittily filmed by my iphone and sometimes like my hand wouldn't work right. And, uh, but the, on my personal Instagram, so Abby C. Gardner, also, as always, you can follow at We Have Notes. I wrote more about um, the show and, and some other stuff uh, in the newsletter, which is wehavenotes.substack.com. That comes out every Friday. Rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Share this with any Harrys in your life or people that you're trying to convince to become Harrys. Maybe this will push them over the edge. Um, and until we speak again, just, you know, I'll be preparing for, for the continuation of Sad Girl Fall. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.